All right, guys, big, huge episode of the Nordies podcast. We have the Batman trailer. We talk Station Eleven, Hawkeye finale, and we're back with the glitch in the rewatch with the new Matrix movie. Here we go. Here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How's it going, guys? Splendid. It's going great. How are you? You know, it's going well. Uh, hopefully everyone had a happy holidays, a Merry Christmas, got to see some some family, and hopefully you guys did your job and you guys spread the word about your favorite podcast, the Nordy's Podcast, to all your friends and family, and you told them exactly where they can follow us. That's on Twitter and Instagram, at Nordy's Podcast, and also that they can su- subscribe anywhere that they get their favorite podcasts from, uh, including Spotify. You can go there or whatever podcast app you have on your phone and get the Nordies podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. I know they did, and I thank them, and I thank y'all. Um, Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah likewise. And I thought, I thought when you said, uh, I hope everybody did their job and got tested uh, before you went to any family gatherings, but I'm glad that we are higher up in the priority list than yeah. preventing the spread of COVID. I think that's a, yeah. that's very, well, that's certainly, COVID very is secondary, but it's important. I don't want to downplay it. It's just secondary. Yeah. And it's very on brand for us. Like we're putting ourselves before everyone. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. So hopefully you, guys, hopefully you guys did that. We appreciate it. And hopefully you guys had a wonderful holiday with your friends and your family. So guys, we are all separate. We're all in different places right now. What beers are you guys drinking? All right. I'm drinking one of my favorites. It's that coffee stout. I've had it a few times now from Falling Knife, um, featuring the Get Down Coffee Company. And uh, yeah, it's called Ghost Step. It's in like a really dope black can with like green, lime green text on it. It's very good. Uh, love it. I think I tried to get it nominated for a Nordy. I don't know if it made the list or not, but I love it. I think it's on the list. It should it's be. on the list. It's, it's, it's a nom. Yeah. It's a nom officially. All right. Ryan, what you got? Speaking of Nordy Noms, this is one that I put on there. We had this one probably like a month ago. I want to say it's called The Luxury of Restraint um, from Fair State, the West Coast style IPA that we all thought was like the perfect rendition of like old and new in a collaboration with Shared Brewing, Shared Space Brewing. I'm not sure. Uh, Really good beer. Really cool can. All right, guys. I am drinking a special beer. It's this year's Operation Co-Operation. It's a double dry drop. Double Dry Hop Triple India Pale Ale. And uh, this year, it's Lupulin and Drecker. Oh, shit. A couple of heavy hitters. It's really good. It's delicious. It's everything you'd expect it to be, which is fantastic. All right, guys. Also, what's fantastic is next week's episode when we give the Nordy winners for 2021. So make sure you guys are. um, Tell us what you think this week on Instagram or on Twitter or anywhere, just come find us. Tell us what you think deserves to win the Nordy um, for each of our, our uh, different topics, and we'll be posting about it all week long. So help spread the word about one of our big episodes of the year, the 2021 Nordy Awards. Most Can't important wait. award that anyone could win. It's a huge deal, and it'll be fun. So we'll get together back in person, and we'll hash them out right on the pod. So we will go in with without winners, and we will leave with winners. It'll be fun. All right, guys, big episode for us here today, and we're going to start, as always, with Do We Care? We have to start with the movie that I am the most excited about in 2022, and that is The Batman. A new trailer dropped. I think it was called The the, the Bat and the Cat. Yep, sure. And I just think this movie looks perfect. Like, it looks like everything we've been dying for since the Nolan Batman films. It is um, proof that Batman is, like, the coolest superhero to me. Yeah, um, it is going to be frustrating again that I have to watch another story about how like the whole city of Gotham is annoyed with Batman, but it is what it is. It's going to be awesome. It looks amazing. Uh, it looks really dark. I think Pattinson is going to be perfect as a young Bruce Wayne. Um, I don't know. It looks super creepy. The Riddler looks amazing. I just don't know many movies that I'm in, I've been this excited about. I, I the only thing I would rebut with what you just said is I don't think the city is going to be annoyed with Batman yet because he is so like young, like just kind of starting out with this adventure. He's pretty new. Um, so I don't I don't know if that's going to be another thing, but I guess, I guess it could turn into that by the end of the movie. Um, I really think they ratcheted up the sort of like 
insanity and the pacing and like the first two like trailers like teasers whatever you want to call them were like very slow very like measured very long mm-hmm. sh- like slow moving shots you know we didn't really get to hear it was uh, all riddler's voice 100 percent mood in the yeah, first. yeah it was all it was all like setting the vibe and then this one was like okay there's going to be a lot of shit happening and mm-hmm. it was awesome it was a great trailer yeah it was an awesome trailer they like they kind of focused in on zoe kravitz's batwoman or i mean not uh, catwoman who i think looks great should be good selena kyle um i think it looks awesome man i mean you can tell that like there's going to be big action scenes, but I don't think they're going to get to the point where they're like silly, you know, like ridiculous, like, you know, a stadium caving in during a live football game, you know, type of right. that level. I think it'll be like stuff that you can imagine a dude with just a, a kind of high tech suit dealing with. Yeah, I can't wait. It looks amazing. They got a huge cast for this. I'm, I just think this is going to be super exciting. It's coming out sooner than we think. It's like March 22nd or something. Yeah, it's like right around so. the corner. Yep. Yeah, well, it, is, it is March. I don't even know if they set the specific date, but they definitely it definitely said March 2022. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, I can't wait for this. I, I hope everyone's with us on it. Um, DC has the ability to still pull out some big-time stuff because, I, I mean, would you say Batman is the is the number one superhero? For DC? Just in, of all superheroes. I think it's either Spider-Man or Batman. But Yeah, I, I would say that's close. I would there's say been more recently, big Batman movies over like, and there's been a lot of Spider-Man movies, but more. I mean, Batman was like the first big, big budget superhero movie. Yeah, no, I agree. I think those are the two big ones. Um, and it's crazy to think that uh, there's been long periods where we haven't been getting these characters in any movies. Um, but right now they're both red hot and yeah, I just think this looks amazing. So can't wait for that to come out. We obviously care a lot. Now, speaking of the other biggest superhero, Spider-Man uh, No Way Home came out a week ago and it's already made a billion dollars. Have you guys seen it yet? No, I have not. See it this okay. week. Can't wait. I saw it once uh, and then I'm bringing the whole family tomorrow. Um, can't wait for that. I think Eric, you're coming to that. Uh, should be fun, man. It, it's, it's, it's a wild ride, you know, can't really talk about it on here. And I'm excited for you guys to see it and get your thoughts. Spider-Man, huge, um, supposed to be one of the best Marvel movies so far. Which it's got crazy. like, you know, obviously a million Rotten Tomato reviews and it's at 99 still. So just overwhelmingly positive. That's incredible. Highest yeah. rated Marvel movie ever at this point. I mean, probably, and it could drop over time, you know, um, it could settle down to like 97, I think is probably the, the basement level. So yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I just don't know who's going to watch it and be like, they might say, Hey, I like this Spider-Man more, or I liked this better, but they're not going to give it a bad. It's just not a bad movie. There's nobody who, who could fucking say it is. I mean, it's, it's very solid. Well, I feel like the person, the the one of the two people that did give it the rotten or like the people that are like the baseball Hall of Fame voters, they're like, well, I know this is going to stay at 99%, but I really didn't like it. So I'm going to stick with my, you mm-hmm. know, my vote of like, it's a, it's a 49, just silly. Anyway. And then they can publish an article for their like little website. That's like, yep, yeah, I was one of the ones that gave it a rotten. Here's why. Here's, here's why I didn't like Spider-Man No Way Home. I think take their vote and give it to the Nordies podcast. We're coming. Hey, everybody, go do a review on iTunes. I haven't checked in a while, but we could maybe get it next year. We just need more reviews on there. We're getting close. We need a few more reviews, and then we get to be official Rotten Tomatoes critics. And then oh when Eric God. gets when Movie Pass gets fired back up, it, we're gonna be doing reviews like crazy. Wow, what a dream! I'm gonna be like a Yelper on South Park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, guys. Not spoiling anything here. Um, not sure if this guy is going to be in the movie or not. A lot of rumors have said that he will be. Um, but people are signing a petition to make The Amazing Spider-Man 3 with Andrew Garfield. This does nothing. You wouldn't care about this? Did you watch I mean, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2? Yep. In theaters. In the um, uh, here's the thing. If Marvel uh, told me to care, then I would. But Yeah, not sure I don't know that they would. I think this would be a straight Sony production. Um because they don't really have their own Spider-Man at this point, besides Miles and the animated side of it. So, yeah, I mean, I think it would be kind of separate from the MCU. I mean, I'd take more Spider-Man. I would go ahead. Give me go a Disney movie. Plus show. If it's good, it's good. If it's bad, I don't. doesn't affect me. So I'd say I'm all for it. Give it to do me on Disney. Disney. But do we like Andrew yeah. Garfield, like, as Spider-Man? Like, is that something? I, I'm with Eric. I don't, I don't know that this is something that the world needs 
or uh, I guess Sony's stupid enough to make it. So who knows? <laughs> I'm going. Uh, Would I'm you rather going... watch that or Morbius two? Oh, I'd rather watch anything but Morbius two because I right. hate Jared Leto. Uh, if I'm going Spider Man rankings, I'm going easily Tom Holland number one, easily Andrew Garfield number two, easily wow. Toby McGuire number three. Toby sucks. And the fact of the matter is, is that we just like those movies because they were never making superhero movies, and that like opened the floodgates. <laughs> That's why I think it's because they're fucking awesome. They're I mean, I'll awesome. say the first one's kind of slow. It doesn't really get rocking until forty-five minutes. But the second movie is like one of my favorite Spider-Man movies, probably number three or four on the list of like eight or nine, whatever there is. The Spider-Man I 2. I don't Toby. know how they try to make him into like a heartthrob, but he isn't. I don't think they did. He definitely was oh, too nerdy did. and kind of too ugly. He walked, he walked through a park and all the ladies are like, oh my gosh, Peter <laughs> Parker. Oh my, he's like sweaty. Like, it's crazy like, looking. Why? Like, why do people know? No, this is not a thing. All right. Uh, next, guys. Doctor Strange trailer dropped. Doctor Strange is taking over that Tony Spark, Tony Spark spot. Okay. Wow. Tony Jesus Stark Christ. spot. <laughs> it's a triple dry hopped. <laughs> yeah. Infused with we more found, We found Eric's kryptonite. Jesus. Um, yeah, <laughs> no. Hold on, and then he said spark again, and he thought I, I nailed did. it. And he, was, and he just kept he's going. Like, he's like, nailed it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. that's true. You're right, though. I mean, the, what you were trying to say, I think, is, is true. He seems to be in everything. Um, yeah. I don't know, although Benedict could be winning a Nordy next week because he is fucking everywhere. He is having a massive year. Um, he's very like popular right now, but I'm not I sure like that character. I think Doctor Strange has – a fifth of the charisma of, of Tony Stark? No, but I think he, I like his character. He's serious, but he's kind of like the father of the team at this point. Yeah. And he's kind of the one holding everything together. And he's extremely powerful. And I think he's funny. Like, I know his character is, like, really dry, and I, I like that. So, um, I think one he's kind thing, of... One other thing to note, a Stark comparison, Stark with a T, um, <laughs> was that... The goatee that he has is now going up like the jawline a little bit like Tony Stark's used. Really? So I think that I think that that's like a subtle nod, like a you know, like a costume design nod to the fact that like he might be sort of assuming that role of, you know, mm. kind of the head Avenger. Subtle, but I'm into it. I like that. I can't wait. I think this movie's gonna be awesome. I think you're gonna get some ties to WandaVision. Um, which I think a lot of people are really excited about. We already know that Wanda is going to be a big piece of this movie. Obviously, you should get some kind of Spider-Man connections as well. Um, I think this is going to be a big mover for them in the well, new phase of the MCU. And Lord Lord knows what else they could tie it to. They could tie it to Loki. They could tie it to like anything that involves, you know, they could yeah. tie it to Ant-Man. You know, there's... there's Back to Spider-Man, of, yeah. Yeah, there's endless possibilities for this, so... Um, yeah, I think the that this is going to be like the movie that like sends you through a portal and then it opens up, you know, even wider where you're just like, okay, now we're really into the uh multiverse nonsense here. So Do you think that this is the movie that we're gonna get sort of the big big the new big bad, the new Thanos, whether it's um gonna be who's the dude that was introduced in what was his name again? Um Kret Kang, the yeah, Time yeah. Conqueror or whatever. Is he going to be the dude? Is he going to get introduced here? Or are they going to do it in Ant- Ant-Man Quantumania? It's happening this year. It's going to be Ant-Man more There's likely. There's like three or four movies, Marvel movies coming out. Ant-Man is more likely for it because yeah. he's already cast in Ant-Man. So I would guess you're going to get some teases in Doctor Strange. Okay. But they'll and have their own right. problem to solve. Yeah. Probably something that they fucked up. That's one thing that I don't necessarily want to see in, in more superhero movies is like, because you always ask the question, wait, would we be better off without superheroes at all? And I swear, with most of the plot lines, it's like, dude, they were fucking with something, and now they're just cleaning up their own mess again. Ultron. Like, like every fucking thing. Like, oh, the, the aliens only came here because they had a time stone that they took from somewhere else. And, you know, it's just like, dude, get rid of all of them, and we all be very peaceful. You know? So I just want to see, like, some true external threats. It ain't their fucking fault. They're just helping us out. Like a real hero. Yeah. You literally just, just just described like the basic tenets of the boys series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, right? 
like everyone's like, oh, the aliens are invading. And like, oh, good. The Avengers are here. Thank God. It's like, well, you know, if they hadn't been screwing around on, you know, planet, whatever, <laughs> yeah. aliens wouldn't have come here at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd be definitely the dude in, in the real world that would be like, I'd be sauce every time. You're like, dude. You'd be the one like, dude. this shit. You'd be like, people are naturally peaceful. And yes, yeah, right. superheroes. Yeah. No, nah, I wouldn't. I'd be a fucking fanboy. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, you're a lemming. You're a lemming through and through. <laughs> I'd be like, no, they would never. They didn't. It wasn't their fault. They were just trying to protect the world. They were trying to place a safety net around the world. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I wonder what I like to think about with superheroes, and I hope Ooh. that the boys goes more into this. I like to think about um, what, what the coverage would be like on the biased news networks. And I'm not making a sweeping generalization, but like if you went to the, the the far left channel and the far right channel, I'm so curious as to what would happen in a world with these superheroes as to what the coverage from those would be. Yeah. Dude, talk about... Because you know about, they're going to get politicized 100%. It'd be like all something more, happen. but way crazier. Talk about a gold mine of like a fake uh, YouTube channel you could do of like you're pretending to like hosts from both sides, you know, from one yeah. side or the other. And you could be like, superheroes, do we need them? Yes. Or at 11. Like, and then it's you going mm-hmm. into like, think about this. If there were no superheroes, would we be being invaded by supernatural beings? You know what I mean? And then and then you could play the complete opposite side of that. And it would be brilliant. I could show, you could cut in clips of the movies and stuff. It would be fantastic. I just need to be able to do impressions. I think if I could, get, I could do all of this, if I could do three news networks, and um, I would need to be able to be Tucker Carlson. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'd also have to be able to be Rachel Maddow, and then yeah, I'd have to be able to be. Well, that's um, that's one haircut, so you're good there. Same haircut, and then <laughs> I just need to be also be able to be Alex Jones. Oh, and if dude, I could full those, on. If I could do those three people, I think I could be the biggest YouTube star on earth. Oh my well, god, you could do, you could you could do the two the first two, and then I could come in for like Alex Jones because I, like I got this. the I got the, the haircut for at least. <laughs> you got the haircut. And you bring that same energy. You do. I've heard you rant about gay frogs. Like, I the frogs gay! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that was perfect. I actually, uh, but we'd also need someone to be um, whispers, Joe, because that would be perfect on that. Oh, Dude, he's a haircut for Joe, too. Come Joe on. Would, be like, would be like, hey, these superheroes, I'd love to have them on my podcast. We do some MDMA, yeah. we'll eat elk meat. <laughs> like Steve, Steve Rogers, Steve Rogers. Have you done? Uh, have you done MDMA? Have you done, have you done DMT? Yes, yes. You look like you eat a lot of elk meat. What do you? What? <laughs> All right, guys. Something we are excited about. Uh, a couple things coming out on HBO, and a lot of them were seen on the Sizzle Reel that dropped. Lots of new shows. What did you guys see on there that got you excited? Uh, for me, a uh, clip of Barry. Barry's back. Uh, I think, Sounds right. I remember. Um, his Dark Materials coming back. Season three, not super stoked where season two left off, but I feel like it's got the... T- um, I like that. We're actually going to get James McAvoy a little bit, though. So yeah, I, I, I'm hoping for that. He's um, been getting paid for this, and he shows up like one day a year. Like, yeah. he needs to actually put in some work and get some screen time. And then, obviously, House of the Dragon. And then I was interested in the, the Time Traveler's Wife. I think that might be a kind of a cool uh, offbeat show that might be good watch. Yeah, there's a couple new ones. I can't believe they're making another season of Westworld, but I forgot it was on there. I, dude, how how often did we talk about Westworld five years ago, and then how how little do we talk about it now? It's a punchline if if it gets mentioned. It's crazy at best. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think there was there you know there's a couple new shows they dropped on there. Um, I think when we get like full trailers from them, we can bring them up. Obviously, yeah. Euphoria, which is coming out soon, um, I think January. So yeah, and then um, Search Party. Oh, we're getting we got we got a full trailer. I, I mean, I, we could just jump over to the next one almost, but yeah, because we did that was on the sizzle reel, and we got a full trailer for it. And I love the direction they're going. I don't want to spoil it because I feel like most people that are listening probably haven't seen it, and they should. Like go catch up before the seventh of, of January when the last season starts. It's brilliant, and I, I love the direction they went. It's t- totally out there. It's gonna be awesome. I think that my favorite binge of COVID was Search Party. Yeah, yeah, that was. I was like super bummed when I finished it. It's like fuck. 
And it was so perfect to me that I thought that they like didn't even need another season. But then when I heard they're getting one and Jeff Goldblum is in it, I'm like, all right, let's go. It's it's just the perfect level <laughs> of like fun and serious at the same time. Yeah. Like the Did problem, guys- some of them are really real and serious. And for the most part, the show doesn't take itself too seriously, though. Right. And it is just fun. The, the friends and the friendships are amazing. And I don't know. I thought this show was like one that will change television in the short term. Already has. Yeah. I mean, shit like the White Lotus came out of that stuff like um, Murders in the Building, stuff that we're nominating for Nordies was like, oh, wait, we can make a show with that same tone. Yes. Like average people, like people love murder mysteries. Don't love cops right now. Let's not make it from a cop perspective. Let's have average people trying to solve these murders. Yeah. It was pretty much like, Everybody started making TV shows um, based on serial, you know, like just random people that are investigating crimes. And it's it is fun. So, well, can't wait for that. Kind of. And and I think but the the leap is that when serial came out, that was like meant to be like a serious investigation. And then that led to things like making a murder on Netflix. And then someone's like, that shit's really heavy. That (laughs) makes me sad and depresses me. Let's find like this, like not this kitschy like buddy cop movie where they're solving stuff, but like somewhere in between, like you said, where it's like this cop, this really delicate balance and fine line between comedy and serious where there's enough serious elements to make it feel real. And then there's enough comedy to make it not feel like you're watching like America's most wanted, Mm -hmm. you know, at the same time or unsolved mysteries or like that. I totally agree. I can't wait for this. It's coming out. What? uh, January 7th on HBO. Must watch. If you haven't watched it, this is a huge Huge hot rack. Yeah. One one aside, this is completely off script because we have such a very tight script. I don't mean to deviate from that. Right. Um, I read an article the other day that there's some network that's in discussions with Jeff Goldblum to hire him to uh, go see different places around the world and just be amazed at them and then talk about what he's just like, wow, this is this is amazing. Mm, wow. Like this they're, they're, walks into buildings and says that. Yeah, they're going to hire him to be "quote unquote" professionally amazed. I love it. He uh, he had some show like being Jeff Goldblum or something where he just like went to sneaker factories and was amazed. I don't think it was that captivating. <laughs> I love Jeff Goldblum. I think he's a treasure. And did you guys see the video of him on stage with the Jeff Goldblum impersonator? Mm-hmm. And they were no. both doing. They were both talking as each other. That guy's great. I follow. I was following him on Instagram like for almost a year before he started to like get kind of professional gigs. So it was so funny, and they were like going back and forth, and they were both doing different Gold Bloom things. It was just it was made. All right, uh, keeping it with. Uh, I should have hit this up a while ago. It would have made more sense. Uh, but Michael Keaton is going to now join the Batgirl movie. Does this do anything for you at all? <sighs> well, so it's an HBO Max movie. I think that is this. So this will probably come out after that Flashpoint movie. Correct. And I think that that's when they'll introduce Michael Keaton, a la whatever might be happened in the new Spider-Man movie. It's kind of the same idea. Um, yeah, I don't know if I care. I yeah, like Michael true. Keaton. I I have to see this and what it's going to look like before. I, I just don't think it's not. They're not trying to tie it in with like they're, it's. So, they're so weird. DC is so weird. They like are starting an out all the new Batman franchise, and then they're also starting out a Batgirl franchise that isn't going to be related. So obviously, if it's like, and, if I'm going to care about one, I'm going to care about the patents in one. And they're doing Flash from like the Justice from years ago. Right, so like, yeah. So what? that, so is he going to then meet Battenson at some point and be like, yep, the Batman I always remembered that was 60 years old and wanted to quit the whole time. Yep. Seamless, I baby. Be, I think they'll just be like, Whoa, we don't know why, but a multiverse has opened up. Maybe <laughs> yeah. from a different universe. He's like, must have gone too fast. Oh, shit. It's also affecting us. The exact same multiverse that you guys, you fans know, has also affected us here. And whoop, here comes a new Batman. And then they're like, oh, but it's still Jason Momoa. Sweet. Oh, and there's Gal Gadot. So some things. <laughs> it's going to be goofy. Well, maybe it will still be Henry Cavill, but he might be busy trying to make Red Dead Redemption as a TV show or a movie. I really hope this is like an HBO show. Eric, yeah, I was going to say, um, what, is that, what does this do to your Henry Cavill 
uh, rankings. You hate Henry Cavill. To- Why would you want him to do it? I just want that movie to get made or that show to get made. I think it's perfect as a show. The story is so incredible from both one and two. Um, the video games, I think it's probably the best game I've ever played in my life. Um, so is two a prequel to one? Yeah. Okay. So they wanted, we'd probably make two first. And then if that works out, they'd maybe make one. It is weird though, because I think Henry Cavill suits the main character who's in two, but also is the main character of one, John Marsden. I think he, is that his name? John Marsden? Sounds right. Is that an actor? James Marsden? That's who I was thinking of. This is John Marsden. Yeah. I think that's his name. So anyways, that's who he'd probably play. Um, Arthur is kind of the main character of two. He's amazing. I just, I need this. It would be great. It would be an awesome show. Everyone should play the game. Hot wreck in the game for you. It's probably like 15 bucks. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I got that many hours to put in, but yeah, this does sound good. I'm excited. He's funny, man. He always wants to do the nerdy stuff. I like it. All the video game adaptations, the, the anime stuff, the Dungeons and Dragons shit. He's, uh, he loves this stuff, dude. Apparently like on the Witcher, he's like, well, in this scene, in, in actually in book five on, you know, page 55, they said that the power actually derives from, like, these ruins. Like, he's like the lore keeper on Witcher. He's, he's that guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's that guy. My character would never do this. All right. That show's so, fucking wrong, by the way. I like okay. it again. All right. So, uh, next up, Atlanta on FX. Trailer drops finally. Season three incoming. Season four not far behind. It's coming out on March 24th. Um, what does this do for you guys? A lot. I think this is a hot rack. It's must watch. I'll probably watch the night it drops every time. Um, it's been a few years since season two, right? It's been a minute. Yeah. It's been a minute. And yeah, so in, in March 24th, I think we're going to get new stuff. Uh, great news. I'm excited. I hope they can kind of maintain um, the how essential it feels because I feel like if nobody was watching the show, I maybe wouldn't enjoy it as much. If that's, It's kind of weird. I don't really want to say like I only watch it because it's hype. But it does help that it's like, you know, everybody feels like you should be watching this. Yeah. And isn't this, aren't they, <clears throat> excuse me, aren't they going to Europe? Didn't they yeah, say I think like it's this mostly going to take place, the season yeah. will take place on a Euro tour. Yeah. Yeah. If you remember when they got on the plane at the end. Yep. Oh, yeah. 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 Should be fun. Okay. All right. I can't okay. wait. Feels essential. All right. And then finally, guys, big news. We haven't talked enough about this. This week, Wednesday, December 29th, on Disney Plus, The Book of Boba's first episode. Wow. Two days. Yeah. I mean, I I wasn't that excited until the creator did something, which is a classic move and being like, oh, you know, that trailer that released that people weren't that excited about. That was nothing compared to what I put in the show. I I couldn't even make a real trailer because two minutes in was incredible spoilers. The whole thing is the actual first minute of the show. Like it works on me, though. Like it sounds silly, but I heard that. I'm like, oh, God, I can't wait. I better watch the first episode right away. I think that um, they deserve our trust. Uh, Favreau and his running of the new Star Wars universe um, has been perfect. Him, everything he did with the Mandalorian has been pretty much flawless at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that they deserve our total trust right now on the Disney plus Star Wars front, as I think they crushed it with Din and Grogu and everybody else. And so as much as I don't really care about Boba Fett, as a character, I find myself pretty excited about this show. Yeah. And I think you're right. Like in, in Favloni, we trust Ooh. between yeah, right. Favreau and Filoni. You're right. It's, it's gotta be like, they kept the Luke. Sorry. Should I not spoil? Uh, oh dude, that uh, was years ago. Like they, they kept it so well under wraps that literally there were no leaks. Nobody knew about it. Nobody heard anything. There was nothing on the internet. Um, I think they wouldn't, like if somebody if, if they came out and said like what Jimbo said of like well we can't even show the second half of episode one because it gives too much away people are gonna figure that out pretty quickly and mm-hmm. find out you're full of crap and so <clears throat> I think they're telling the truth I think they're trying to keep this as like you know they have to release trailers obviously but keep them as dull as possible believe in us trust in us we know what we're mm-hmm. doing and then be blown away by the show. So, so. There's there's some, and this actually comes from Jordan Alamot, friend of the pod. We should probably have him back on after a few of these episodes, I'd imagine. For sure. He can explain to us what the hell's going on. Um, he thinks that Amelia Clark is going to be in it from uh, Solo. Oh, yeah. that's great. And so, like, you know, in, in order to save that, like, as a, like, a main character of the show, so in order to save that, they couldn't show much because she's probably in a lot of scenes. So that'd be cool. I thought she was good, captivating. 
she's great. I would love that. I, I think like any time that they can tie movie and TV characters together, I'm pretty in. Mm-hmm. So I have, I have a lot of faith in this. I don't, like I said, I, I'm not a Boba Fett fan. I've never been excited about him as a character. I don't really care. I always felt like the fans were trying to make it into something that it wasn't and like give this character a story it didn't have. And so they've spent like 20 years trying to like make this into a character that did have a backstory actually. Um, and I hope it works because I think the show's going to be. I can't wait. I, I... I'm about it. I, I, now that it's almost here, I'm excited. All right, guys. Uh, speaking of Disney Plus, we're going to start our week's Hot Rex and Not Rex with Hawkeye, which just finished up its six-episode season. Um, I might keep it spoiler-free for everyone, mm-hmm. uh, but Hawkeye, to me, was not well acted, um, which mm-hmm. was kind of a surprise. Yeah. But after uh, just okay first four episodes – I really, really liked the last two. I loved the characters that came into it. I loved how some of these characters interacted with each other. Um, What's the girl who plays Kate Bishop? What's her name again? Haley Steinfeld. Star. Yep. A star. An absolute They really don't need Jeremy Renner anymore. No. Jeremy Um, Renner is like... retired with his family. Finally, motherfucker, dude. He doesn't give a shit about that family. Well, we're partners. That means that I'm definitely missing my family's Christmas. I'm missing my family's Christmas to stay over here and drink. <laughs> yeah. Let's get drunk off slushies and teach each other tricks. Yeah. You said you're, you're 18. What was he like? He's like, what are you talking about? You're like 15. And she's like, I'm 22. And he's like, I'm staying over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're my partner can now. I fo- can I get a photocopy of your driver's license just for legal <laughs> yeah. purposes? Just sign this. It's standard Avengers documentation. She was like, you are going to get a brand new costume. And he's like, I don't wear costumes. She's like, here it is. Let's change into these right now. And he's like, let's put them on. <laughs> well, let's just see how they fit. <laughs> I I thought this show was fun. And I enjoyed it. Overall, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, I'm not sure how good it was, but I did have a good time on it. I had uh, fun with the last two episodes, and I I don't even know why I got through to the, the, the first four. They were pretty bad. Yeah, I, I thought it was like a snooze fest. Yeah. For so long. And I blame the storytelling. I blame Jeremy Renner. I blame just sort of like the haphazard, like meandering through all of this nonsense of like, oh, remember Jimbo? At one point you were searching for subplots so hard. You were like, yeah, I think this guy's wearing prosthetics on his face. Yeah. Turns out he's just a weirdo with a mustache and <laughs> yeah. can kind of handle a sword. So like, it was just like, they didn't really have anything. I, I think they, they kind of stuck the landing a little bit after, like, a very clumsy four hours. Before. Yeah. Let's do the thing, where the, which I always want to do, where we just, without, this is spoiler free, where we just rank success of the characters. How well did these characters work? Because I want to put Yelena at the top, and then I'm going to put Kate Bishop. I think those are both A's. A's, right? And then I'll put that dude, that dude mobster was pretty good. The younger one that was, like, the He's brother or whatever. He was good. Let's watch out on the big spoil, though. Don't give that. I won't say that the the one word that we're all thinking right now. Blah, 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 blah. The LARPers, put them all in there. Kate's mom and then Hawkeye. I think so. Yeah, I thought I thought Renner did a normal Renner performance, which was like he only has one character, which is like sarcastic asshole who is like kind of grumpy, grumpy and too cool for everything. Yeah, but there's but not. He's not even. He's not even sarcastic in a likable way. It's it's no. sarcastic in like a dude. You're Dismissive such a way. dick. Yeah. yeah. Like how about like his not, actual kids who are like the same age as as like Kate Bishop, but he's like doesn't even want to spend time with them. They clearly have no talent, or else he would be grooming them into the next Hawkeye. He just yeah, would rather hang out with these this other girl. I think that the talent he's looking for was just a good-looking young girl. Yeah, no, yeah. it has nothing to do with the bow and arrow. Uh, <laughs> bonus bonus points because she could she could shoot well, but other than that, I don't think he was too interested in much else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what it felt like at times. All right, That's um, what they intended there. Overall, fun. That's what I'd say. Yeah, it was fine. It's eh. I, it's a light wreck. It's a it's a short watch, relatively. So you know. Probably, what, three hours of so-so, and then maybe you get an hour and a half of, of good shit. So go for it. Maybe, yeah. All right. Uh, next up, you guys are really into HBO Max's Station Eleven. 
Hell this show yeah. kind of came out of nowhere. This is a Ryan rack. We get, Ryan finds more content for the, the pod than I do now. So thank you for that. Um, yeah. I mean, no, I, probably, I, just, I, I just watched the stuff that has like a questionable trailer and premise. Yeah. Just to, like, right, just to maybe kind of hang in there. You're watching all the big time stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I do. I really enjoy the show. I think it's, it's mysterious. I don't exactly know where it's headed. I can't tell if there's possibly supernatural things at play or if it's, if it's real or if it's, you know, I, I don't know. It's kind of so when I watched the first episode, I was really blown away by the production value and the acting and the writing. It's all really, really well done, um, as you maybe expect an HBO show to be. But it's also not boring. It's like really good um, and entertaining. And it's like it's like a pandemic comes through, but it's like really bad and pretty much causes end of days type of shit. Um, yeah. Ryan, where'd you find this thing? What do you think? What, I mean, so you're caught up. You've, you've watched five. I've watched four. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's this weird combination of, like, dark meets, like, an Alex Garland film meets, like, uh, you know, like like you said, sort of like an apocalyptic thing. Cormac McCarthy's kind of, The Road a little bit, maybe? Yeah, where you're, like, but where you're, like, kind of jumping back and forth, and this isn't a spoiler, but because this happens, like, right away, but, like, you're yeah. jumping back and forth between, like, timelines of, like, this is before, this is during, mm. this is, you know, the aftermath, you know, kind of thing, yeah. and, and. It's really uniquely done, but not in like a pretentious way of like, oh, we're going to hide this from you. You got to keep your eyes peeled a la like Westworld. Yeah, like it's, yeah, pretty, yeah. it's pretty like in your face. Like they're pretty transparent about the fact that, you know, they're operating in you know different areas of yeah. when the when the pandemic happened. Um, but overall, I feel like this is a fantastic series, uh, a little boring at times, but it's the first season so they're like trying to build stuff up they're trying to set the stage um they try and set up you know the characters and what their what are their flaws and stuff like that man it's good it's Mm -hmm. it's it's very captivating like like or like jibbo said the cinematography the acting the writing all the a lot of the choices are fantastic it's just a great show good attention to detail you know in the like especially in the post-apocalyptic part of it um, you know, the way they're reusing things and they don't really make a big deal out of it. They don't make it don't draw attention to it. But if you're looking in the background, it feels very real and, and like, you know, fully realized and thought out world. All right. And uh, Ryan, real, real, real quick, Eric, it's it's like a nine out of ten right now through five. Episodes. I mean, it's fantastic. Okay. Yeah, I'm you in. should watch it. He I'm will. sold. All right, uh, Ryan, also on HBO Max, you've been watching Hard Knocks, the first in-season uh, season of Hard Knocks. It's the Indianapolis Colts. What do you think so far? I think it's fantastic. I think it's better than the Cowboys one. There, you don't have – there's sadly, there's no Jerry Jones putting salt on his sausage, egg, and cheese McMuffin. Um, but overall, it's like the Colts started like 0-3, and, and I think they were 1-4, and 4, and now they've battled back to get to like 500. And it's a pretty compelling like series of like how the guys have like banded together after starting 0-3 to even like be in the conversation to, to potentially win the division, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a really uh, – it's if you like hard knocks, this is one of the better seasons they've had in a while. That's cool. I haven't watched them in a long time. Um, I bet Eric would like it. Are you gonna watch it, Eric? Yeah, I think I'm gonna watch it. I'd say, I think it's a must. So, um, all right, guys, it's time once again to head back to one of our favorite segments. Here we go. All right, guys, we are back this week with our glitch in the rewatch, and that's the brand new Matrix 4, Matrix Resurrections. I mean, it's a good song. It's no uh, it's no uh, Rage Against the Machine. I was a little disappointed that Rage Against the Machine didn't make an appearance in this movie. I don't think Rage Against the Machine has made a song in 20 years, Eric. Well, so. I just want to remember to play the same song. Oh, okay. Keep playing Wake Up. Yeah. Do you think if Rage came back together to make an album, it would be better or worse than uh, Matrix Resurrections? Better. <laughs> better, but I don't like it. Probably wouldn't be very good. Either. But just don't do it. Just fucking don't do it. All right, guys. Matrix Matrix Resurrections. Um, we're gonna keep this spoiler free for those of you guys who didn't watch it. It's on HBO right now for a month. Go watch it right there. Um, probably worth a watch. Uh, but this movie started out with. Uh, a lot of the same characters, some of the characters played by new people, and um, 
I mean, I guess as as spoilery as spoilery as I'm willing to get, uh, Neo believing that all of his adventures were a uh, video game that he made. Yeah, that was, that was my least favorite cool. choice. <laughs> uh, it was to take footage from the old movies and then play them and be like, no, this is from the video game. Like, and then it's the actual people. Like, <laughs> like I, I was like, the least they could have done is like CG'd up some quick shit that looks like it's a video game cutscene. You yeah. don't have it be slightly different, like his memory of it or something. Nope, just like it, word for word, the movies played out instead of. But in their Matrix world, it was a, a video game series. Okay, dude, uh, I'm gonna try and. I hope this isn't too big of a spoiler, but I also don't really care too much because. I felt like for the first 40 minutes or so, it was like when you're all geared up for a new episode of your favorite sitcom on NBC back in the day. And what did they give you? They gave you a fucking clip show. And you were like, you sons of bitches. I was expecting an all new episode this week. And then you just gave me a bunch of flashbacks. And I felt like they didn't know how to tell the story without doing that. And then they were just like, well, just show some old footage. It should work just fine. Yep. Uh, kind of a big miss. I mean, so for me, like, you know, I'd love to just go full spoiler, but we can wait on it. It's all good. I don't even know if it's worth that, to be honest. It's um, not. Like, the first act was like a D, and then the second act started to get better. After that, like, super meta bullshit where they're like, the characters are talking to each other, but they're, they're the two Wachowskis, and... You know they're talking about what they're what they've accomplished for the audience and how they have to deal with the studio and the studio is their video game director Dude, boss. It was, it was so way dumb. Too meta. It couldn't it have been so any heavy handed. <laughs> it was so silly. Um, literally, At Space Jam Two. Like, I know you guys didn't watch Space Jam Two, but yeah. the whole movie was like clearly made by just Warner Brothers. Like you know what I mean? It wasn't even made by people. It was just made by the studio, and it was joke making fun of the studio and talking about all the other stuff. The other Warner Brothers properties. That's what this felt like to be, and that's not a good thing. At one point, um, they were so the like, first act was trash. Second act was getting better. Now, now we're into a real story. Okay, now we have it. This movie has its own problem. That's good. Then it got to like a C, and then the last act was maybe like a B minus. So not great, but it got better as it went. At one point, they were like, "We thought that the the three video games that we made were perfect, but." The studio, Warner Brothers, is yeah. demanding that we make another one or else we lose the property. They literally said the studio, Warner Brothers, wants another one. I was one. like, uh, like, why are they doing this? It's making me uncomfortable. I, I just, like, I couldn't get over that. Um, I thought the casting choices were weird. Um, I think it's very strange that a movie would go away for, like, I don't know, almost 20 years and then come back with... The main character is obviously much older, but then they just recast all of the other characters as like new actors and actresses. They tried to have new people who were like kind of had reasons, but they were, you know, tenuous at best. I just Um, thought it was weird. Like it was an opportunity for them to introduce um, the new players in this war. Right. Which I thought were like pretty successful characters like the new Morpheus I thought was good. The new hacker girl Bugs was really good. I liked her character. Um, all the bad guys were bad. Um, another spoiler, the Merovingian was in it. Was that his name? The Merovingian? Yeah, the, like he was horrible in the other movies. He was atrocious in the other movies. And I don't know if I've ever seen a worse performance or cameo or acting than was in this movie by this guy. Well, yeah. then once the once the jig was kind of up of like, okay, well, we're going to get everybody back. So now I'm going to play like figure out who's who. You know, like at at a certain point, it just became tedious of like, well, he picked up his glasses a certain way. Was that Agent Smith or was Mm -hmm. that, you know, was that so-and-so? And And it just, I don't know. It was kind of silly. Like you, Jimbo, the meta stuff was so ridiculous. It almost felt like the Wachowskis were like having like an airing of grievances. Yeah. You know, against the studio. And they're like, yeah, we're going to spend $300 million of their money and tell them what we really think. Literally. Just stupid. Yeah. Um, some things were cool. I, I was also really kind of expecting like these, at least like, I thought, okay, maybe the movie's not going to make much sense. Maybe it's going to be cheesy. Um, but at least we're going to get some really cool action scenes, right? That they're known for. I thought that, that nothing was different or surprising about the action scenes. Um, 
you know, even when the movies were bad, like this, like in the, you know, maybe the, maybe Matrix Reloaded isn't a perfect movie, but it had these awesome, really incredible martial arts scenes and fighting scenes, really nothing to write home about that was super memorable in that movie in the new one. Um, So that was disappointing. Dude, they just copied the first Matrix. Oh, yeah. So one thing I I will say, like something positive is that, you know, in this last um, Revolutions movie, like, dude, we got like almost none of Neo and Trinity. Like that was probably the worst thing about is like, dude, we didn't even spend any time with the main characters. They were just like on a boat off screen and they showed up at the city at the end. So dumb. This one, we like, we got more of Neo as a real person and more of Trinity as a real person interacting together than we have in any other Matrix movie. And I think that was successful. Yeah, I thought that was probably one of the lone things that kept the movie going. Um, Neil Patrick Harris is in it and he's not good. No. Neil Patrick Harris, do you know what he's best in? How he's I best in Harold and Kumar, where he's playing asshole Neil Patrick Harris. No, yeah. he's really good in How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, but just How I, I Met really Your Mother. That. How I Met Your Mother, just not that good is his issue with that one. Uh, and so Neil Patrick Harris, just not doing it for me. Yeah. yeah. It it was okay. Like, I thought when he in his first scene with Neo, which we see in the uh, trailers, so I'm not spoiling yeah. anything, I thought that was good. And I was like, okay, all right. I'm, I'm with it. And then it just devolved quickly uh, beyond that. I, I, I thought that was like, well set up. Like there's uh, that could go in any direction. And then I was like, Oh God. Okay, sure. Uh, anyway, I, I don't really want to talk about this movie anymore. I'm never going to watch it again. I don't have any reason <laughs> to watch it again. Never um, say never. If we do this podcast another 40 years, we might need to fucking revisit for a matrix. Yeah, dust, oh, okay. I got to dust <laughs> off my matrix DVD. Like, Grandpa, what's DVDs? You know. <laughs> All right, I would say that if I had to rank this movie, I think I think that my score has dropped with a few days to to think about it. Mine too. I, mean, I think I'm going to give it a a 44. Wow, not what we were expecting. Yeah, I was kind of expecting it... it to be like a 70, and it was a 44. Yeah. I had wrote I wrote down 71 right after it. I think it was because I was so relieved it wasn't like more heavy handed Jesus stuff. Like I thought that Neo was going to be like revived and the stone, a giant stone was going to roll over the thing and he was going to come out and then he was going to write, you know, people are going to write books about him. And then it was going to like, I didn't know what to fucking expect. And at least they didn't do that. So that was nice. I gave it a 71 initially. I, I need to drop it to a 57. Um, I still give it like a slightly positive because I'm glad that they made it because it was interesting to watch for me. Like just like it was fun for me to sit down. And even if it was not a great movie, it was fun to think about and be like, what the fuck was that train wreck almost, you know? Yeah, I'll, I'll say, I will say this. The updated special effects were really cool. Like I thought some of, some of the, uh, some of the fight scenes were cool. I'm, I'm, I'm with Jim. I'm going to say like, I was going to say 55. So right in that mm-hmm. same range, not super positive, but definitely not a rotten. Fr- right. Just on the edge. I was at a 52 originally and it dropped over a couple days to a 40. You know, what's funny, Eric is like, you're the guy where like, we are rewatching stuff. And I'm like, man, I feel like this movie is Eric's going to just rake it over the coals. You know, like, this was fun. This movie was a lot of fun. It wasn't very yeah. good. The <laughs> acting was terrible. The writing wasn't good, but it was super fun. I didn't think this 75. was very fun. This yeah, is like, no, but that makes me think like, maybe I'm, like I overrated like how campy and silly this movie actually was that Eric didn't even was fun. And you said tons of movies. I think that this is about as bad of a thing as I can say about a movie. I multiple times, because I didn't want to miss things. I think I had to rewind the movie like four times Mm. because I kept being like, wait, what? I wasn't paying close enough attention. It's like, (laughs) it's not good. And I was like, I have to, I have to know what happened. And so I kept like having to rewind parts and then rewatch it. And I was like, uh, I did watch it. I guess it was just mm-hmm. stupid. I think that we'd have to like watch it five or six times and then visit some like forums and talk to people to really get the full plot of what they were going for. And it's just not good enough to be worth doing that. So I, I have a surface level understanding of the plot and that's just going to have to be good enough. I just don't. The other thing I don't like, I didn't like was like the young people doing caricatures of the original folks. It just, I liked felt- the Morpheus. I, I thought he was good because he, he wasn't trying to be like Morpheus. Yeah. But like the other the other people that were like, oh, Mr. Anderson, how I, I know. Miss. And it's like, uh, you're just doing an impression of Hugo Weaving. Right. Like that's not 
like, can we just freshen this up a little bit? I don't know. Anyway, um, I just dropped it. I went from a 55 to a 52. Stop. Okay. If we keep talking about it, we're going <laughs> to keep dropping. I, okay. I'm just going to, I'm going to give you guys my take on the matrix. Okay. The what matrix. Been doing this whole time. No, no, no. I'm giving you on the whole series. Oh, okay. The, the matrix is the video games or the movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the matrix is one of the all time. Great. One hit one. Yeah. One hit one truly hit wonders. The well, first movie is an A plus and all the other movies are kind of bad. I think the, uh, like financially, the first three were, were still like viable. I think they were still oh, good. Yeah. I bet but, they like, yeah, from, from a quality standpoint, the matrix is like episode one of the night of, and then <laughs> eczema sets in and movie two, <laughs> John Turturro's eczema becomes the and focal then, point. And then he's pooping out, you know, crack rocks in the mess hall. You know, in Matrix Revolution, or you know, or whatever it was, and then he would like put him in his mouth. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> it's really wild that you said that because I didn't get that far yeah, within the night of. No, oh, oh god, he, didn't miss, he, he literally didn't. The kid uh, spends one night in Rikers, and he's like all of a sudden like getting neck tattoos, and he's a straight psycho. Yeah. It's the worst show I've ever seen. All right, guys, so that is going to be all the time we have this week on the Nordies podcast. Um, I think that you guys all are going to sit around with your friends over the next few days and people are going to ask you to reflect on your life and on what's going to happen in 2022 for you. And I think that you need to say when they say, what is your New Year's resolution? And you're going to be like, be healthier and get better sleep and be more organized. You're going to come up with some bullshit New Year's resolution. We all know it's stupid. We all know you're going to say something that you're never going to do. I'm going to work out four times a week. No, you aren't. You're going to work out yeah. four times a week in January. Right. So your New Year's resolution should be, I'm going to listen to every episode of the Northeast Podcast. It's a great New Year's resolution. Come hang out with us. Spend two days a week with us for all of 2022. And uh, hopefully you guys will lead the water cooler talk at your work with all of the hot takes and uh, news that we give you guys each and every week. So we're thankful for you guys. Thank you guys for listening to the Northeast Podcast. And we'll be back with our sports cast later this week.